This is Let's Finally Watch It. We're me, Lauren Blair Donovan, and you... I'm Clark Kinez. We watch the movies that one or both of us have never seen because Mm -hmm. we all have gaps of knowledge, and it's very interesting to see what has aged well, and you can just watch it any generation, any year, and be like, this is amazing, versus, oh, wow, this is a byproduct of its time, and in order to like this nostalgically, I would have had to have grown up with it, and figure out what movies are what. And today... We're watching... We both haven't seen this no, one? No, I've you seen have seen this. it. Okay. Coming to America. It's... I've never... Yeah. It's been... Literally, it's been in my HBO Max queue oh, for a while. Yeah. And they did a sequel recently, right? They, very recently. Yes. So I've been really um, itching to watch it. But then when I knew we were going to do this podcast, I did not... Yeah, I was like, I'm going to wait until we are ready to watch it. And, well, thank uh, you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it, was, it was such a sacrifice. I went so many years without seeing it. Right. Waited extra month. Um, An extra month. I mean, it's I personally I love this movie, so I, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's a gem. I haven't seen it in a while, but I am excited for you to watch it. I think I hope it holds up. I oh God. I, if they I, did a I don't sequel. Know. Yeah. I imagine it must have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, this is probably so far the one I am most excited to watch because yeah. I don't have even a good reason why I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. It's just like every other movie that I like. Why didn't I see any of the, these classics so far? Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. It just slipped between my fingers. Mm-hmm. It never got played at like a high school. You know what I mean? Like movie right. night. Um, I never happened to catch it on TV scrolling through the the channels. I think I saw my dad watching it once when I was like a kid or a middle schooler. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have seen a scene or two, but I think I was like en route to going somewhere else. Or right. like I remember being on in the background at one point, but for whatever the reason, I was not available to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those movies that I always assumed I would watch. But then the older I get and I haven't seen certain movies, it just gets intimidating right. to watch stuff. So, like, yeah. I'm, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I feel like I'm going to like this one. Yeah. Or at least appreciate it. I, I think, I think it's pretty, um, again, haven't seen it in a while. I did see it. So, <laughs> I, I think one of the, the reasons about this movie, like, maybe oh, some people haven't seen it is because I feel like Eddie Murphy... Mm. Eddie Murphy at this time was killing it. Oh, like, yeah. This is like the Raw era, right? Yeah, like yeah. Like he had that, one of the first big stand-up specials that were like mainstream yeah. successful. Like, if I'm not right. mistaken, like that was a huge HBO. Yeah. New stand-up on television was kind yeah. of a new thing. Like, in yeah, that capacity, gigantic. at least. 
And I thought Eddie Murphy, I think he's great, but I, obviously it, it's he's changed a lot. He's he's definitely way more family friendly. Um, yeah, I've I've, like, I've watched Raw, so yeah, <laughs> definitely, right. definitely more family, oh, family yeah. friendly. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that that's the yeah. thing is like the I think the Eddie Murphy of the you know 80s. mid to late nineties and yeah the Eddie Murphy from the eighties is you know two completely mm-hmm. different people. This movie has like outstanding performances from uh, Arsenio Hall's. Oh, in he's it. in it. I didn't know yes. that. Okay. So like this movie's I, from the eighties, right? Yes, this okay, is okay. from the eighties. Okay. Uh, I'm not certain exactly. Sure, like, sure, sure. I would say, if I were gonna peg it, eighty-five. James Earl Jones is in yes. it too, right? That was okay. the other one that okay. I was gonna say. I love James. Oh, Earl what's Jones. not to like? He's such a presence. Like I know you can't teach that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm so I'm so surprised because you haven't seen Star Wars too. That's um, yeah. I have seen The Lion King though. You so. have seen The Lion King, yeah. <laughs> and he was in a few episodes of the WB show that's largely forgotten. Everwood. He was a coal miner oh. who also is a genius pianist. So right. Um, no, and I I know him from others. He's mm-hmm. James Earl Mother yeah. Freaking Jones. So, right. Yeah. He's he was in a really good movie that I that I personally have a very soft spot for. It's uh, called Sneakers. Oh, I haven't heard um, of it. Yeah. Maybe we'll... All right. Know. Maybe we'll, we'll finally see. watch we'll it. See. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But um, it's 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 a lot of hacking, but like early 90s hacking. It's um, <laughs> But he's in it. He, he, he lights up the screen every time he's on. Yep. I mean, undeniably one yep. of the best voices ever to exist in the world. 100%. Um, Can you imagine if he was born like 100 years earlier? Like his voice would never have been recorded in time. Oh. How privileged are we? Because he, you're right. He really does have this iconic booming, but also yeah. soft voice. Yes, exactly. It's such an interesting uh, combination. Yeah. And yeah. Because Darth Vader is literally probably one of my favorite characters of all time. All so. right. But um, he's great. He's great in this movie. And I think, it, I think it's such a funny premise. Is it? A f- okay. Is it like a fake royalty or like a real royalty or like a fictitious royalty that's real in this movie? I feel like there's royal theming. Do you want me to answer it or do you want to watch it? I mean, I probably should watch it, but it's like, you tell me though, if if you feel like this would facilitate the conversation, you can spoil something. Like, I'm um, not that precious about it. Okay. Yeah. It's like real royalty. Okay. Okay. And then they come to America. Okay. And try to figure it out. And hey, okay. you know what? That's what coming Stranger in a Strange Land. Exactly. That's a great, that's one of the major plots that you can have mm-hmm. in storytelling. And, so great. Right. And it's great because they're coming from a place of privilege to mm. oh, America. I can so, see where this is going. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's what I, I think is great oh, about it. no. <laughs> because cause I think like a lot of cinema at this time i i think it's usually always the opposite like race wise right um and this is great and i I think it's fun like it calls out the realities i'm I'm assuming exactly and it addresses that you know because people i love art that is um absurd like Mm -hmm. a this premise and i mean that in like a good way or a neutral way like where it's like stranger in a strange land or like uh taking something that is not the reality for most people mm-hmm. and yes. making it be like, Oh no, 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 no. This is, it is for this uh, particular Royal family, I suppose. And then they come to America and uh, 
boy, are they in for a rude awakening? Like yeah. that's pretty, yeah. I'm on board. This is what art yeah. should be. This is like, right. uh, this is how we challenge norms, right? You know, Absolutely. like this type of thing. It's effective, I think. So I'm excited. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to watch it again as well. I just, I remember laughing so hard at it. So um, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely one of my favorites. So it's a good time. And yeah, you guys should watch it too. Yes. Why don't you I mean, go watch along with us? Yeah. Pause it. Come back. Because when we come back, we will have yes. seen it. So Yes, exactly. So, yeah. We'll We're going to go finally watch. rewatch and watch it. So. Yes, exactly. Seeing like the magic of podcasting in just a few seconds when in reality this might be in a week or two from now. Yeah. But we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> We're back. back. I have now seen Coming to America. You, you have seen you it. You rewatched yeah. Coming to America. I rewatched it. Yeah. Along with a friend of ours. Uh, how did you like it on a rewatch? Um, I liked it. I, I definitely liked it for sure, but it was a little bit slower than I remember it. Right, right, right. Um, but I think I think there's a lot of jokes that still popped for me, and um, yeah. and I think. Performance wise, like there's a lot of great performances in in the movie. And yeah, yeah. I I still I still liked it. Maybe, uh, yeah. Just like 2020 eyes, it's just a little bit slower. What What did you think on your first watch? You know, um, I didn't dislike it. I, I liked it. Neutral. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still kind of processing it. It definitely is from a different time. Like, oh, yes. uh, like it, a lot of the humor to me, I don't want to say didn't hold up, but like it's been done before, probably after the movie. And that's like the stuff I've seen, you know, so right. it's like humor. You laugh when something is so shocking, you know, and so if you're watching a 30 year old comedy, it's inherently not going to be cutting edge, yes. you know, like I think that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, it also like, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the things of the thing. Some of the stuff involving gender was interesting to me, but that's like my only, and I don't get offended. So that's not what this is, but it was just, yeah, there was a few things where I was like, Oh, that's interesting. But it was, I'm glad I've seen it though. Yeah. I'm glad I understand what the fuss is about. Parts of it were very funny. Uh, we were complaining a lot in Avatar about how like the character development sucked and even amazing actors Mm -hmm. couldn't pull it off because the writing was so bad. There was one or two characters in Coming to America that really weren't fully fleshed out, but (laughs) but there were so many wonderful actors in it. Yeah. And it it was a tour de force performance, so it was hard to not enjoy it for those reasons, like, Mm -hmm. alone. That's exactly what I expected Mm -hmm. after we were watching it. I mean, we haven't... It, it's it sucks. It's I, I want to tell you the hardest thing <laughs> yeah. about this podcast is watching a movie and being like, can't download <sighs> about it with your friends because we want to keep it. Al- we'll, we'll, we'll sidebar on a few things, mm-hmm. but like, uh, yeah. we, you know, maybe get a first pancake out about like maybe certain thoughts here and there. But for the most part, we we save it all for you guys because we love you. Um, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's the vibe you're picking up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so funny because when we were watching this, I was like, "Oh, oh, this is a rom com." Like, yep, the, the, I had uh, that thought too. <laughs> uh, the funniest thing is that's usually my um, Achilles heel mm-hmm. or or just my blind least, spot. Yeah, your yeah. least watched. Yeah, genre and 
It was, I think, out of rom coms, it was like always like something that I looked up to. I think you mm. know, I, 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 but like in looking back on it, oh, that was my. You know, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to those parts. Yeah, yeah. it's funny if there's mm-hmm. a male lead, uh, especially if he's not Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. or like I don't know, maybe a Keanu Reeves or someone. Uh, if they're not already in a thousand rom coms, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get it gets billed as a comedy and not a rom com, right? And this that's was 100 so percent a rom com. Yeah, <laughs> you're completely right. I love that we both had that thought because I literally wrote it down. <laughs> And then at the end of the movie, you're like, that was a rom-com. That was, like, one of the only thoughts he shared. I was like, yep, that, that was one of my notes, too. Because yeah. it, it's cute. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that was yeah. funny. <laughs> and it's even even watching it now, like, I think what they're going for, especially, especially at the beginning when they're, like, introducing mm-hmm. the royalty yeah. of how ridiculous this is. <laughs> Grandiose. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that part kind of didn't have the same sting as it did in the I 80s. Bet. For... I bet. Because that that's what I'm talking about, though. That would have been shocking. But mm-hmm. we are now in a post-Kardashian age. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Yeah, we're like, or a post-Paris Hilton age. Or like, we've yeah. watched Decadence uh, from like reality shows, from the tabloids, mm-hmm. from even social media influencers. Yeah. You know, and so it's like having... Um, I think having any kind of servants is always a uh, a little jarring because we don't, even if we have maids or something, like, for the most part, that's not in our society. So that hasn't changed. But everything, the opulence, I think, was not as ridiculously hilarious because it really does look like a lot of people's Instagram accounts. Exactly. So, and especially since you could curate your life uh, yeah. online and, and you can make it look a certain way. Absolutely. You, you can do smoke and mirrors. You could be oh, yeah. and look super wealthy. Oh, yeah. So I agree. I agree. The opening was kind of, uh, inter- it was beautiful. Like it was oh. beautiful. Like the, mm-hmm. the building, the palace that they were in was gorgeous. I love seeing all the safari animals. Mm-hmm. A lot of my favorite animals happen to be like wild animals, like elephants. Oh, so I was like yeah. in hog heaven and elephant heaven. <laughs> Um, but like, it was funny, even like the getting ready scene to me as a comedian, I don't know if this popped for you and this is a little bitch eating crackers, but there was a scene where he's in this pool and that's how he bathes and he has a woman topless next to him. And then another woman reveals herself to have been underneath the water. And she Mm -hmm. says the Royal peen is a clean (laughs) and okay. Okay. Fine, fine, fine. Whatever. Um, but then the next scene was somebody brushing his teeth for him. Right. And I was like, it feels more heightened to have a royal member washer than to have a teeth a toothbrush washer. Mm-hmm. And so, because you know how like in comedy we're trained to heighten? Yes. Yeah. I was it's... so shocked that came first. That's right. only a comedian I... would nitpick that. <laughs> but like, and I'm not saying I'm funnier than Eddie Murphy because I'm not, but I'm just like that drove my brain a little right. bananas where I was like oh that the, the sequence of this feels like it was edited out of order mm-hmm. yeah the heightening uh, it was uh, lateral moves if not lower right like someone mood, cleaning yeah. your private parts versus your teeth mm-hmm. way more heightened than yeah. <laughs> someone brushing your teeth yeah so um, 
I, yeah, that was like, I was like, oh, wow, times right. have changed. We, we, in a way, it's good to not have a formula for comedy, but at the same token, sometimes mm-hmm. formulas exist because they work. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was you're... less shocking. Yeah. The, so the you're toothbrush. like, okay. Like, yeah, because the rest of it just kind of went on. But I think they fixed a little bit of that because you it's introduced. Yeah. Uh, introducing him, uh, introducing and then introducing his parents. Which, right, right. Um, we're James Earl Jones. James Earl we Jones. We stand. We stand. Oh my God, I love. I mean, I always, I, I always talk about Star Wars. You're probably sick of hearing about it, but he, uh, we, you know, I, the one thing that we did talk about was he's always a king. Or yeah. a... Tour de force power. <laughs> yeah, or like a CIA director, or he's always like in these... And, oh man, he is so good in this movie. I, he's I really, perfect in this movie. I love him. Because you know what yeah. it is? He's authoritative, but he's also incredibly charismatic. Yes. Like there's a... He, you're not necessarily... When he's like trying to order his son around, you know that he means business, hence he's like a king, but you also don't... You're not necessarily afraid of him. It's not mm-hmm. like he's a yeah. dictator. Like he's just a guy that has a booming presence and uses it when he has to. But mm-hmm. he's pretty lovable. Yes. Like otherwise, like pretty reasonable. Like he, James Earl Jones played that in a really uh, human way. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people when they play royalty or like the president, it's so easy to go into the tropes of just being power hungry or being right you know what i mean like really out of touch like the, the whole family was out of touch but that was more how it was written like yes. in terms of performance choices he i think uh yeah played a, a king of the people kind yeah. of like a normal human who happened to be mm-hmm. king and has some yeah. eccentricities but yeah yeah he's definitely you know had a a life where everything has been done for him of course right but very sheltered for yeah. sure uh, but um, yeah, but his heart is in the right place for sure. It yeah. is the scene that got me the most. I think though is in the beginning when they were at this long ass breakfast table <laughs> and they were using intercoms. Yeah. It was like you've seen Clueless, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like when they're like on the phone at school and then they bump into each other. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's a scene that me and all my girlfriends would recreate if we were like shopping and got lost in a store or something. Like, oh we found each other. We were talking on the phone. Oh I'm like, God. oh this is the OG version of this. Like this yeah. is uh the intercom like it was a good ref- even though it's like a joke that's been done before, I haven't seen it played out in that kind of mm-hmm. visual way. And it was just the fact that we don't even hardly use intercoms anymore right. just made it even fresher in a weird way, even though it was outdated technology. Cause mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, yeah. what a great, uh, yeah. And yeah. also, and also that set up the panic that they had when he was actually physically coming over towards them right. on the other. Oh my God. What is he doing? Is he coming over here? <laughs> and, uh, uh, which is very funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think those scenes, it, I think it does a good job of setting it up. You know, it, it's yeah. not it's not quite as funny or as outlandish because I've even thinking about like that time period. I feel like there was like a crash in 1987, I think. Or, uh, I, I don't probably. know why I keep thinking about everything in like historical terms. But, no, no, no. You know. But it's a good thing to do because mm-hmm. it really does inform the stories that mm-hmm. are told and yeah. how they're received in uh, any given time. So. Yeah, because the 80s was all about opulence, but by the time the 90s came, that was pretty done mm-hmm. so. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it, 
it, it, it it's again yeah, again seeing little baby elephants put baby elephants in anything all day every day i love baby elephants so much That's i love elephants my favorite. in general yeah oh my god they're majestic like and then arsenio hall oh we're my introduced. god he's so great isn't i have he? such a retroactive crush on I young know. arsenio hall now oh. i just you know me i love the tall lean guys sure right? yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. kind of my jam and this happens a lot uh with like history like there's certain older bands or or other actors where like maybe they're passed away or they're mm-hmm. 60 or 50 or however old they are and i see them as a young strapping 20 something right. alive and well and healthy and in their peak and i'm like oh my god, god. like if i was like right. a girl in the 60s i would have loved some of the temptations like yeah exactly oh my god or marvin gay not yes. also in motown not the temptations like Mm-hmm. strapping young men like yes. strapping young men and mm-hmm. uh i had no idea arsenio hall was that cute like oh, yeah. i yeah. never processed him as really anything like not attractive or unattractive right. just like a guy he is adorable in yeah this movie. oh he my is. god and he's so charismatic it was <laughs> it, it's funny because i even after the movie after we watched it I went on a little bit of a deep dive and oh. watched some of the clips from his show, oh. uh, which, which, yeah, if anybody remembers that. Uh, I never watched it. I just know the reference. Yeah. I used to, I used to watch it because he was, yeah, he was very charismatic, very funny. And yeah, you know, and he got that show a year after this movie came right. out. Yeah. He's such a great interviewer. He really I is a great that. interviewer. You know why I believe that? Hmm. Because he has... Why is he not in more acting, I first of know. all? He was A, top-notch, but B, he has a presence. Mm-hmm. He's going toe-to-toe with Eddie Murphy, yes. and he held his own. Which And if you have a presence, that means that you know how to be present, mm-hmm. which, of course, would translate to being a good interviewer. Yeah. The best note I ever got about if you want to have stage presence mm-hmm. was from a clowning teacher... Dean Evans, get a class by him if you're in L.A. He's amazing. But he was like, be interested, not interesting. Mm -hmm. Because people who try to be interesting are annoying. They tend to suck up. You know what I mean? They're trying to prove something. They suck up all the energy in the room. But people like people who are interested. So even if you're on stage, be interested in the audience. Be interested in what's happening Mm -hmm. in the scene. Don't worry about like looking a certain way. And I feel like... The fact that he could go toe-to-toe with Eddie Murphy was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, he... And then he's a good interviewer. It's like, no, this man is a pro. Like, he understands how to command a scene. And probably because of a similar philosophy as, like, that, whatever he was taught or knows innately. So I'm a big fan now. (laughs) Right. No, and, and going to it, he's such... They make such a good duo, they, they make so they make such a perfect duo. I mean, you know, Arsenio, you know, Eddie Murphy, you know, wants to get rid of all this royal stuff. I right, but he, and he he's just like weirdly want, grounded about it. Like, yeah. weirdly, like let's be dirt poor about it. Like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> exactly. To a certain extent, I like I wouldn't have done that i would have been no, so nervous go to do like that. more yeah. mid-level like yeah you know what i mean like but i don't think he had a as a king probably didn't have a concept of that he probably right. thought this is all like every walk of life maybe in america yeah. like who knows what his perspective would have been but, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and having arsenio being the other yes you know the rogue 
element of that duo, I think is so fun. Great dynamic. It was, it was also like not expected because you would expect the king to have temper tantrums or the Mm -hmm. prince or whatever he was. Yeah. And for Arsenio to be the handler that has to deal with it. So it was like a good kind of like red herring. Like Mm -hmm. you think, you know what we're in for, but like Arsenio's character was more of the diva like about it. Yeah, he was. (laughs) It was so funny. Bought like a, amazing hot tub and I know in like, his fancy. small ap- apartment <laughs> that part was yeah. good that part that was, was hilarious really yeah <laughs> he's sipping champagne watching like sports or whatever he was yeah. watching I'm like oh that's a nice touch yeah yeah he was great and it was just effortless their di- their, their dynamic was my favorite oh and not just because I was crushing on Arsenio but mm-hmm. like they just it was my favorite of the movie like I, yeah. I could just watch them go anywhere like make yeah. more sequels about them right doing whatever they're doing in the world <laughs> exactly and I, and there is a sequel i know actually, we have so to, we have to finally watch yeah it. maybe yeah. yeah that would be fun um but yeah so they get out they get out of their country mm-hmm. and out of their element and they go to find a queen in queens <laughs> which i think funny. is so funny oh here it is queens oh we're totally gonna have to go there that was a good <laughs> Especially for the eighties too. Oh, Queens man. is like a little different now. It's been oh. changing so much over the past decade or two. But yes. like it's like the new Brooklyn, if you will. But like mm-hmm. oh my god, in the eighties. Yeah. It was that's not where you would find royalty. <laughs> yeah. Not not during that time. You know, I, I think that they showed kind of that culture clash really yeah. well. You know, I think they showed um you know, where uh there's always this because we've like we're we're talking about we've seen this before but it's always been from a white perspective right and right these this english person comes right and then goes to the south or whatever i I, i've seen it just like yeah yeah. i feel like there's even a bunch of teen movies where it's like i'm secretly a prince or princess but Mm -hmm. no one can know and they've usually been white casts like Yeah. yeah this was a great to representation of black America, you know, exactly. and black royalty at that too. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was refreshing even 30 years later, which is yeah annoying. It shouldn't be refreshed. I should be like, I've seen this before. Right. There's been like 80 movies of black people doing stuff. We only see white people do, but we don't, I don't make the rules. We don't live in that world yet. We're getting there. Hopefully, I know, but we, I know. you know, but yeah, yeah is, and that is frustrating that it's, kind of in its own class still <laughs> right and uh i i think i i i love that about this movie and i, I think it's yeah. important uh and yeah and it's sad to say like it was 30 years ago I but know. there was some things in it that was probably more progressive than now which is very crazy to very think about possible for yeah. sure because they were just people being people mm-hmm. there really exactly. wasn't a lot of political takes on anything Mm-mm. there wasn't even racial takes on things which yeah. did low-key surprise me i thought that that right would be a little bit more caked in somewhere mm-hmm. but it was just about a royal wanting to find love and yeah. then he went to a fast food place that mm-hmm. the family happened to kind of work their way up you know and they were living a comfortable like either upper middle class or lower mm-hmm. upper class yeah. you know a very comfortable life though and just about people finding love and, and yeah it was great it was great that's good representation you yeah know? i think that's yeah. cool so they they get there they subsequently get robbed 
Uh, Which, okay, that scene too. <laughs> that was one of the... <laughs> it, just how much they were dressed up walking down <laughs> the street. And they had Louis Vuitton luggage yeah. like up to the sky on the taxi. At first I was like... They wouldn't have limo service, but then I was like, oh, right, right, right. They're, they're trying, trying to blend in. But they're not succeeding at blending in even a little bit. No, not at all. So that was uh, that tickled me a little bit, for that, sure. That, that, that was pretty funny. That was so funny because everybody... I think these are the people who stole our <laughs> luggage. They're all dressed in, like, African royal yeah. <laughs> right. outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the scenes that we both chuckled about is when they're getting their new uh, (laughs) dress, which everything was like, I love New York, (laughs) New York hats, New York buttons all over the place. I wrote down (laughs) that I love their New York outfits. I didn't remember what that meant. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, what was it? What was it? It couldn't have just been 80s stuff because I wouldn't have thought it was that funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, it was (laughs) looked like Taurus. Right, right. It, that was so uh that really made me laugh um it reminded me of like the office when michael scott's like oh i know this great local pizza place oh my god <laughs> he's so excited too Ooh, i'm gonna get a new york slice <laughs> yeah that was great there's something about like and only in new york which i said on purpose pun intended where mm-hmm. like there's something about there's a way to stick out like a sore thumb. Oh, yeah. In New York, more than Denver, more than Philly, more than Miami, more mm-hmm. than L.A. even. Like any place I've lived, which are all those places, uh, you know, like New York just has like a tourist trap radar. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you're trying to blend in, uh, you're going to probably do it wrong if you don't understand no, it's New York. Like it's never not funny. It's never not funny. Yeah, yeah they just did it and then... They're off to the clubs, mm-hmm. and um, also, you know, what? I forgot to talk about the the ceremony that they had. Which ceremony? The, um, oh, oh, like, when they, uh, oh, when they were introducing the new his queen. new his wife. Yeah, allegedly. yeah, I forgot um, about that part. Yeah, yeah, they. That part was interesting to me. Well, first of all, I said I did say this to you. I was like, "There's no mm-hmm. way in hell Eddie Murphy's 21." I know it was his 21st birthday. <laughs> I, I I looked it up. I looked old? it up. Really? Okay. He was. 27 when the movie came out. Okay, so I'm sure. guessing he was 26 ish, give mm-hmm. or take a little bit of change in either direction yeah. when they filmed. Because uh, movies took longer to edit mm-hmm. to back then because you had to edit the film and yeah. like the literal film. Um, he still looked 30 to me. He I, did. We talk about this a lot in our friendship about how, like, you were saying, I think Betty White, when she was young, never really looked young. She looked beautiful. Yeah. You weren't knocking her beauty, but like, she still didn't look 22 when she was 22 and like people are aging so differently now it feels like but but like eddie murphy looked legit 30 he he did look 30 yeah but funny like even now he kind of looks 32 right right jokes on us like he looks great but like Mm -hmm. it's just so funny how people age so so, like i would kind of believe arsenio hall to be under 25 i don't know if i'd even be 21 per se but like he was he looked just so much younger. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it's just maybe Eddie's hair or facial yeah. hair. I, I don't know. Maybe that aged him in a certain way. Cause he, he had like eighties dad energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that sure. was like kind of his look. And so that's why I was like, there's no way he's 21. Right. But, 
but I but I think for the movie they had to have it like that because it was like a milestone. For, I guess for him. so. They could have yeah. picked twenty five though. Yeah, I guess they could have. You know, because twenty one is the drinking birthday, so it's not the yeah. marrying. I mean, I know other cultures don't. They don't even have drinking laws. That mm-hmm. it's twenty one. It's eighteen a lot of the time. But that was. Yeah, what did you think about the ceremony? I thought, were I, I'm trying to think. Were they? I think I missed it. Were they? Was he supposed to get married to her that night? And was like, I hey, I missed that too. I think it was supposed to be an engagement party, party but okay. they were going to be married like imminently. Like yeah. I don't know if it was going to be. Maybe it was going to be mm-hmm. that night. Right, because after. He, you know, after he talked to his dad, he, you know... Uh, they postponed something. They postponed it. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay, we'll give him 40 days right. to sow his royal oats or whatever. Right, right. And, um, and he didn't do that. He didn't really do, he didn't really sow his oats. I did him. appreciate mm-hmm. that he was, like, a royal with a heart of gold. Yeah. And, like, just earnestly wanted companionship that would be interesting versus like right. catered to him mm-hmm. um that said though one of my only complaints about the movie was that i wish we understood why like we can mm. guess as normal reasonable people why that's what every reasonable person wants they want a, someone mm-hmm. they can really communicate and connect with but for a royal that feels kind of rare like it, 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 it yeah i would have loved even just like one line of like exposition where it's like i've spent my whole life lonely i wanted a friend in my ma-. like just something even like a throwaway line just to contextualize how this prince was such a sweet sweet man who just wanted love it that was the only thing kind of missing for me regarding the plot i was like i just wish they justified Right, why, why he, he was such a good guy. Is different. Yeah, because yeah. that is yeah. good. And, you know, he felt... And he honestly it looked like he felt really bad about the his, the his fiance. Yeah. I know, but what is your favorite movie? Mm-hmm. My favorite movie is your favorite movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah, and yeah. I totally... That is sweet. And I feel like that's a... Yeah, not a bad lesson. That's yeah. No, I it's it's a yeah. really sweet movie. Um, the only thing, though, this is my only other kind of. Well, I think I have two more complaints, but one is about the ceremony, so I'll stick to mm-hmm. one right now. Okay. Okay, I'm not a prude. I don't get offended, but again, this movie was probably oh my god, cutting edge in its time. So I'm mm-hmm. not ever going to be mad at something for its historical context. But as a woman, I am real sick of gratuitous toplessness. Oh, yeah. I am really sick of jokes about women's beauty being at their expenses. Because if you remember, there was a red herring where they yeah, brought where out a more homely girl. A false queen. A false queen. Yeah. That probably wasn't ugly, just made up a certain way. Like, I'm not going to knock her. But mm-hmm. And, like, he was relieved. And I get it. We all want someone that we fancy. But, mm-hmm. like, we all also have different types. I'm really sick of, like... For men, women, or non-binary, it doesn't matter. Just very superficial, one-note takes of what beauty is. Because mm-hmm. someone would find that woman beautiful. Exactly. And she the, was, and yeah. Yeah, like, and it's just like, I'm just yeah. sick of the archetypes. of Like, I'm so sick of it. You no, know? I totally got that. Uh, you know, and, and so, 
parts of it just were like a little cringe to me. Again, mm. I'm not mad at it per se. It's right. a product of its time. That's just stupid to get mad at stuff retroactively. And it probably was very like that is even up until 10 years ago, we would make jokes about ugly versus attractive. Yeah. So yeah. like we are all guilty of it, but I'm just over it. So it, yeah. it was a hard rewatch. I think that's what, or hard sure. watch having never seen. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is why people see movies in a timely fashion and not like me. And they don't see them for decades right. because it is, I think, more enjoyable to watch something when it's fresh and current. Mm-hmm. You know how bands, they will have like a bunch of remixes, remasters, mm-hmm. like the 20th anniversary or right. something like that. I think directors should be allowed to take out <laughs> scenes or whatever that they feel like, you know? Maybe. I got to think about that because mm-hmm. I can also see... I think it's important to also see how things were in its time, yeah. too. So I got to think about that. But yeah. it would be, yeah, interesting to see if, like, a director or producer or star of the show, writer, whatever, mm-hmm. movie... To every 10 years if they yeah. had a different take on their own work and what they would do differently or what they don't think has I aged think, well. Yeah. Like if I ever get like successful enough to do my own films, mm-hmm. hell yeah, I'm going to do that. Like yeah. for every 10 years, like let's talk about it. What did I get wrong? What did I get wrong about the future? What did I get wrong about that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know who does that is George Lucas. Oh, from he does? Well, when we get to Star Wars, it's going to be a completely different version than what people saw in the theater. Um, mm. uh, at least the original trilogy. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's going to be okay. It's going to be extra scenes that I don't care for too much, Ooh. but yeah. But uh, I think directors do kind of have that. But I think I think those fouls aside, not too bad. Yeah. I w- no. It could yeah. have been so much worse. Yeah. It, it's just for me. I'm at my in life at my threshold for gratuitous mm-hmm. objectification of sure. women. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a me thing. So it's going to mm-hmm. always, st- any movie in the future that we watch that has this, you know, let's yeah. finally watch audience. I'm probably yeah. not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I'll probably be like, and there were boobs again for no reason. Right. <laughs> oh, they're making fun of girls that aren't model. Perfect. Pretty. Okay. Don't like it. <laughs> it's so funny that you're pushing showgirls then. Okay, You'll, it's a. It's, we'll, we'll watch it. Yeah, it's oh god, but it's like oh, you're right. But the, at, at the same token, <laughs> at the same token though, it is about being a showgirl. Sure. Yeah. So it's not gratuitous by. It is a gratuitous. Trust me, it, this movie is over the top gratuitous mm-hmm. for so many reasons. But at least there is a little bit of a context of the plot. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yeah. The servants didn't need to be topless. Yeah. <laughs> but I also. I mean, maybe that was part of the opulence. I guess. But, you know. It was very male whatever, gaze, yeah. though. It was, yeah. You know, because it's like, I haven't seen that. There was still a queen mm-hmm. running around looking at all the topless servants. Right. But also, maybe in their culture, it's not that big of a maybe, deal. Maybe. Um, but I think that leads us to the, the scene where, uh, I'm sorry, I did this all out of order, but um, when we get to the club mm-hmm. and he's looking for his queen yeah. there. Um, that gets pretty wild pretty fast. All the, um... I thought it was pretty funny, though. I, it was very yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. Because there are... I, that, to me, was like, oh, this is timeless, apparently. Where it's like, you know, you think the world's my oyster if you're mm-hmm. newly single or if you're yeah. on the prowl. Because, you know, you need to be married in 40 days or whatever. Right. Uh, and you're like, I'm going to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. And then you forget 
Like, I remember when I was out of a two-year relationship, I, like, went on a thousand dates mm-hmm. with a thousand different people. Right. And I thought, dating is going to be fun now. Right, yeah. It's going to be great. And it wasn't. Like, it oh, was no, it's not. My first date yeah. after my two-year relationship imploded, the guy told me he inadvertently started a gang in Vegas. Verbatim, that's a quote. That's a weird thing yeah, to say. It's a weird thing to think that you did, which I don't think I believe him, but like yeah. that's a whole different story. But it's like even if it's not that extra and over the top, mm-hmm. there's still that disconnect. Yes. You're always even if someone's great on paper, it doesn't mean you're gonna connect. Yeah. And I thought that they did a good job of showing the different points of view of people who probably go to clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I don't remember them yes. offhand, but it's like and I think that's universal and across the board mm-hmm. where it's like just people complaining or people mm-hmm. well, whatever. Well, the one that sticks out to me is the, uh, I was Joan of Arc in a past life and she burns her hand with a lighter. Right. Uh, I thought that was great. Um, yep, there's crazy people in every dating pool. Like for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. And so it was like really fun. Also, I really like that scene because of when I was a kid, I think I remember when I watched it, I'm like, Ooh, that's what it's going to be like when I'm an adult. Like, I'm going to be in clubs like that or whatever. That's what I thought yeah. when I would watch The Real World. Oh, really? Because they would always go to clubs every season. Mm. I'm like, that's what adulting is like. And then yeah. I got to go to a club with Real Worlders earlier and this then, year. And my little, like, 12-year-old self was like, dreams do come true. Old me hates clubs, so I was putting up with yeah, it because I yeah. wanted to hang out with these people. But uh, right, And it was a good time, thank your... goodness. But, yeah. Uh, that's so funny. I hate clubs so much. I know. I just don't. I just don't. Well, I certain clubs, it yeah, it, for the most part. But uh, I, I I really liked that scene. I thought the music was good. Also, um, Nell Rogers from Chic did the score for it. So um, okay. he's well, he's a big funk Sorry. Uh, person, and mm-hmm. I love him. So the music was like top notch, especially in there oh, okay, too. Cool. And um, and then uh, this is when we start getting like introduced to. Uh, this and the barbershop scenes. The we, rose petals. When they they put the rose petals in the barbershop. Oh, the, right. The, <laughs> they're trying to blend in and they, they, mm-hmm. they got their I love New York stuff, but they like yeah. don't think to ditch the rose petal. Yeah. <laughs> Bring up and, that was so funny. I think and I then, cackled at that. <laughs> yes. From now on, no more rose petals. But who in the hell is going to clean this up? Uh and yeah, uh, but but now we're starting to get introduced to the um, the role, um, yeah. like Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. That really distracting. Yeah, to all the different roles that they. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, he's been doing this before, Nutty Professor. Got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. This yeah. has always been his thing. Okay. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that for the first few minutes of that scene, though. I think I had to confirm that with you. I was like, wait. Is that anymore? Yeah. I didn't know. So when you, yeah. when he was performing, oh, that boy, good. Uh, that scene uh, where they're having the fundraiser mm-hmm. for the, for oh, the when church he's, like, or whatever. And stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, where he's singing. That's the only time. I don't think it was until this watch that I realized that was Eddie Murphy. Here's the thing: the pros and cons of th- them being make made up to be different characters because mm-hmm. Arsenio Hall and mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy both, if you you know, you sh- hopefully you've seen it if you're watching this, but right. like they both played multiple roles. Um, the good news is the makeup was so good on one hand because mm-hmm. you couldn't tell for the most part that it was them. Yeah. However, some of the makeup was so bad it was distracting. It's yeah. like a weird combination because it was yeah. so good that it, it like, buried the lead that it's Arsenio and Eddie but it 
It takes you a while to be like. I was like, like uncanny valley. Is this a real yeah, person? Is this like, a real what? person? Why yeah. am I having this reaction to these actors? Yeah. I don't think I like them, and it's because it was uncanny valley to me. Yeah. Just, I feel like now it would be a lot better. Probably. I, I I think maybe they just had budget limitations and mm-hmm. um but the performances were good though. They I, were I yeah. Good. They were still a little gratuitous to me. In my well, it, I it think was a it little was... too long some of it. It felt like they just wanted to flex their comedic muscles and yeah. it didn't really add a ton to the plot. Like I didn't love it maybe as much as you did. I can well, appreciate it, oh, but I didn't I, love it. I'm not like the biggest fan okay. of that because I feel like those roles could have gone to other actors. Other actors. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I've had that thought too. It mm-hmm. was it wasn't my favorite thing, but it was interesting mm-hmm. for sure. And it's also kind I'm of not mad yeah, at it. yeah, and uh, also I, because, I Arsenio Hall when he was the woman in the uh, club. That was probably my favorite. That was the most obvious, though. Well, yeah. yeah. That was fun, though. That was really fun. Because I don't think they even put makeup. Uh, They just put a wig on him and just let him go. Yeah. And uh, now we start getting to McDowell's. I was so confused by that for a second. Because I was like, that's a funny ripoff of McDonald's. Like I was like, gosh, I guess they didn't get the sponsorship. But it also was... (laughs) Then I realized, oh, that's her last name. And they're kind of being a ripoff on purpose, blah, 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 blah. But 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 I'm like Burger King. That was such a missed opportunity to keep it royal. Like they'd want to work. Oh wow! You know, like you're a, so right because they went to Queens <laughs> to find a queen. He's like, sure, I'll. Maybe it against them being commoners, if that? you will. Like maybe it makes more sense to go to a nondescript restaurant with arcs that means nothing to them language-wise. But like Burger King would have just been a missed opportunity. I. I'm so sad I never thought about that. I feel like I'm not funny anymore uh, because I didn't think of Burger King or Dairy Queen. <laughs> Dairy, or oh, Dairy, Dairy Queen. That would have been good too. Damn. I like that even better because he would have thought that would be more on brand with going to Queens to find yeah. a queen. Yeah. Dairy yeah. Queen. Yeah. Could have been Ice Cream Queen or like, right. you know. But I do, think it, I do think it's so funny that they were like a pretty blatant ripoff of... Blatant. Like, and... Be, I think even watching it this time, I'm, I was like, oh, they like still mention McDonald's. <laughs> like they still. Yeah, completely... they reference it as their competition, yeah. which is funny in its own right. Yeah. But like I literally, when I saw the first, the 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 logo that they have outside, I was like, wow. Because mm-hmm. you know, like advertising changes every decade yeah. or so. I was like, I'm like, I don't remember the arches ever looking like, like that. that. Yeah. Cause I didn't realize it was a low rent McDonald's. I yeah. It was like a rip off McDonald's, but yeah, it was close enough for me to be like, Oh wow. McDonald's logos sure have changed. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh, McDowell's got it. Yeah. Got it. It was so funny. Um, I, I do. Cause I, I do like, I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the father, like we were talking yeah. about, um, and Lisa, I like Lisa. I know you, you had a little bit of a... This was my um, thing with Lisa. This was my mm-hmm. thing. The love interest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, really beautiful, like sweet, like I get it. She just felt very one-dimensional to me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know anything about her besides the fact that she dated uh, a kind of pompous dude. Before, yeah. And then she was kind of sort of with him. And then dating King Eddie Murphy, uh, and like I, that was a little um, not super linear, not super defined. 
And then, like, we don't know anything about her. Like, does she like to read? Does she like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was just kind of, like, very, Yeah. Uh, let's just make her a mostly agreeable and beautiful and aspirational, and that's a character. Like, mm-hmm. the characters have point of views. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it's like, was she into wealth or was she not? Like, she clearly didn't mind it. She clearly didn't need it because she was humoring a fast food worker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know what her official take is. She just seemed open, which is right. fine. But like, and some of her lines felt kind of wooden to me. And I couldn't tell if it was the dialogue, yeah. the acting or the directing. Like, when he was first... Um, doing the awkward thing where he's just mopping outside mm-hmm. her office, you know, being yeah. a schmuck smiling and like thinking he's flirting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I kept like her reactions to that were just interesting to me because mm-hmm. like when he started talking to her, she was playing it like she was super annoyed, but the lines weren't necessarily indicating that. Yeah. And I kind of kept thinking, I'm like, as a woman, I've been in that position where a man is in my space mm-hmm. And I'm trying to work or I don't, I'm not interested either which way. And then they're like not getting the hint and I'm just trying to get back to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eventually you get your tone and you're kind of like a little whatever, but she started there, right. which makes me think that was a directing choice and not an actor's mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. I, especially if the director was a male, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I wish she was a little more fleshed out because everyone else in the movie had a clear point of view. Right. She was just like, I'm aimless. I guess I'll, he. I guess he proposed behind my back, but I'm gonna go for it. But I'm gonna go on a date with you too. Yeah, I know that what? was like yeah. What? Like I don't understand she didn't, any of that. She didn't officially break up with that other dude, uh, the Soul Glow yeah. guy, um, which he's played by Eric LaSalle, which he was on ER. Right, you um, mentioned that. I never saw and it. Either, I, I don't know why that used to be like my favorite show. What the hell's wrong it. with me? I had a shirt. <laughs> an ER shirt. They have ER shirts. Oh, um, they used to have like a, a Warner Brothers store in a mall near my house. Oh, I remember the Warner Brothers stores. Isn't that, yeah. That's so weird fun. that they that existed. Um, it was like the rival to Disney, sort of. Yeah. Because they would have like Looney Tunes mm-hmm. and Animaniacs stuff, but they also yeah. would have any other Warner Brothers distribution. Right. Yeah, stuff. Uh, yeah, they had friends, st- exactly. especially during that time. Uh, but I think he played such a good douchebag. Like he, I, he I don't was know. almost likable by the end. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that was actually impressive to me because mm-hmm. at first I'm like, oh, this guy. We all know who this guy is. Yeah. And they made that really clear. But by the end, he's just like a confused puppy. Like, yeah, why am I being yeah. like not opening the door on the porch? Like I just keep mm-hmm. having the door being slammed. Slam I'm sad. Me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. He's probably just spoiled and has no idea yeah. how to live life. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I think he played that great um no, that was good I yeah and uh and yeah and then samuel l jackson uh one of his first roles uh he looks exactly the same he does look he does he does it's so like weird slightly he younger just, but yeah wow like the he same. just doesn't age yeah he really doesn't age and um yeah he and his his first big role he's saying a lot of f words he is saying a lot it yeah was, uh, prep work for getting yeah. some motherfucking snakes off yeah. this motherfucking plane it set him on a trajectory that's for sure i think um yeah and yeah that was fun uh where he it's such a small role but mm-hmm. it was so pronounced yeah like he needed a great job with it yeah you know? yeah it's very memorable even if he didn't become a movie star i think we would have been like that guy that like you know held up the fast food joint 
That guy was great. He was great. I wonder what happened to him. <laughs> yeah. And then also Louis Anderson. Same being story. In a, yeah. Same story. That yeah. was a role that could have been very not memorable, but mm-hmm. he was... He had presence. He did, yes. It was sad, though, watching it in 2022 because mm-hmm. he died earlier this year. Yeah. Which, okay, I don't think either of us believe in Mandela effects. Mm-hmm. But I like to pretend I do sometimes because okay. I do have a few memories of culture that didn't happen. Huh? And Louis Anderson's one of them. Do you know this what one? You, no. I am, according to Man- the Mandela effect, if you don't know what a Mandela effect is, I should probably say this because most people mm-hmm. know what this is, but I realize sometimes people don't. It's when you have a memory of something happening when you were younger that didn't happen. For instance, what it's named for, a lot of people remember falsely Nelson Mandela dying in his prison cell in like the 1980s. And they remember the news coverage. They go to their family. They're like, don't you remember this? Like, yeah, I watched it with you. And of course, Nelson Mandela did die like a decade or so ago. But he was alive and well until then. Was released, mm-hmm. until, you know, into the world yes. again. Went on to be like, a, you know, a great Prim- dude. Continued to be a great dude, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, powerful dude. And when he did die some 10, give or take years ago, that shocked a lot of people because they remembered him dying in the 80s. And in prison. In prison. It was all very specific memory. I remember Louis Anderson dying in the mid-aughts. Oh, that's so... And that is... I'm not the only one that remembers that. Really? Yeah. Huh. I remember it so specifically scrolling across, like, cnn or something yeah like you know they have the scrollers at the bottom and i'm like because i didn't know him that well but i knew who he was and Mm -hmm. it was literally two years ago i found out he was still alive and well yeah so this Um, is the second time i remember him dying right i'm like that one weird there's three that kind of weird me out that one weirds me out really okay that's interesting Mm -hmm. yeah i yeah i don't i don't really have any of those the ones that people say i'm like yeah but also like memories are yep you could implant stuff you can confabulate stuff mm -hmm. you can just hear phrases the wrong way or or misquotes there's plenty of misquotes out there and that can become more popular yeah yeah for sure than the actual quote most of it i don't think is that deep yeah well yeah that one freaks me out all right um because he's great i used to love life with louis that used to be one of my favorite cartoons you never saw that oh my god as like one of my favorite shows. I feel like during the late 90s, there were some really good, yeah, like Life with Louie and um, Bobby's World. Oh, yeah. Uh, Was he I, on that too? No, so oh. Bobby's World is Howie Mandel. Um, That's Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. And so f- I used to love both of those shows, and it was basically like stand-up comedians talking about their life. Oh, also, um, yeah, I think, I think when... Uh, when older comedians have uh, shows about them as a kid, because even ha- everyone hates Chris, oh, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that show. That's like I one never of my favorites. Saw that show. I should. Yeah, I do. I love so Chris Rock. Yeah. Too, and so. Terry Crews is. Oh, it is such a good cast. Watch cool. it. Cool. But any, anyways, anyways, yeah. Uh, Louis Anderson, uh, he was great in this. He had like really good nuggets of wisdom which is usually it's weird because that was kind of a reversal mm-hmm. of a lot of like oh, bagger vance like yeah. uh the green mile and stuff the magical uh black man yeah, coming in, yeah. and so i thought it was kind of funny that they had this guy <laughs> like um 
uh, Louis Anderson kind of having that role. He had funny reactions to stuff too, mm-hmm. like even like nonverbal yeah. parts. Oh he just yeah, really reacted well to like anything that was happening. Yeah, he's a lot so of presence, great. a lot of presence. May he rest. My God. Yeah. Exactly. So hopefully, yeah, I want to watch everything he's in now. And uh, yeah, so that so he's moving up in in the company and everything. And we get to the part where he's trying to like hide. Now the cat's kind of yeah. coming out of the bag, and that's probably family's like family's coming to town. Yes, <laughs> like that's like the fun part where you're getting anxious for him like these usually that stuff stresses me out but Mm -hmm. like that's like my least favorite parts of the movie Mm -hmm. like usually but you're right that was actually really fun because yeah just to see the royal family come to town or even Mm -hmm. like right before then when Arsenio bought like the The, the pimped out version of the you know or the apartment it it was fun to watch it him get foiled yeah, I guess it was not a stressful foil to me. It was like, oh, buckle up! This is ridiculous and yeah. fun to watch, and just yeah. Yeah, he comes to the apartment. They're gonna have a date night. Him and Lisa, Akeem and Lisa, and Arsenio is there, just in a hot tub, watching sports, and like it's decked out very a very particular time in eighties. Yeah. It's all, yeah, I agree with that. Which is almost uh, a lot of... There's a movement called Vapor Wave. Uh, it's like a type of music, but it's also... There's an aesthetic involved mm. with it, and it kind of captures this kind of neon. Because didn't he have like yeah, there's like and stuff? And yeah, and it was mostly art. It wasn't anything yeah. that was like super hyper-functional. Yeah, and this is where the mayhem starts ensuing. And, and then you have, you have the family coming to town. He could tell where they've been because of the flowers which is so funny um and yeah and his interaction with like the bar and 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 then you start seeing uh james earl jones who is the king his interactions with life in uh in new york and it's so funny and he is i pointed out in while we were watching it he has a line where he's like, no, I will find him myself. And that's actually from Star Wars, which oh, I... Oh, okay. So they actually lifted one of his uh, oh, lines. I love it when people do that. Oh, I know. Yeah. Because uh, I've watched like interviews with James Earl Jones, and he really does like the fandom. He He's a fan of... He is an actual fan of Star Wars, Aww. which a lot of... I, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I did Star Wars, and ugh, I'm embarrassed, or whatever. Be. He used to be, but yeah. yeah. Not anymore, for sure. And um, he, uh, yeah, he kind of embraced that. I thought that was very fun. And just, uh, I really like, that was even a better fish out of water for me, was mm-hmm. him adapting to life in New York. Uh, or, I would or just, have loved you know. to have seen that sequel, too. Yeah. The, uh, James Earl Jones and his wife, I forget the, the actress's name, but mm-hmm. to, to see them just navigate new york like yeah. that sounds super fun oh yeah absolutely and um you know and him finding out that he did manual labor uh it's just so funny he, he and even him going to the father's uh the other father's mm. house um cleo yeah, that was fun. uh like when he went to cleo's house and He's like, oh, you were uh, and him trying to he's trying to impress him with pigs in a blanket. 
I was like, wow, that is so funny. It's frozen, but you can't tell. Um, I love how he owned it, too. It would have been funny enough just to see an hors d'oeuvre tray with little, like, right. toothpicks in it, because that's not... <laughs> Look, they do get passed around at fancy parties, whatever, but mm-hmm. it is funny when royalty is coming to your house yeah, to have pigs in a blanket. I agree. That's the thing too. The Cleo, that was the name of the character. Yeah. Um, yeah. The father, the yeah. father, he was someone that was so interesting to me because he was sort of materialistic. Yes. But he was very materialistic yeah. actually, but he was still lovable too. Yeah. Like he just, I think this was the epitome of like a father just wanting their, daughters mm-hmm. to marry well and yeah. has the best of intentions but it's not a good look yeah which is so many parents whether it's they're materialistic or not mm-hmm. maybe they're pushing for education maybe they're pushing don't right. be friends with these types of people like whatever uh it can be it was like i'm like wow in, in the role in the hands of a different actor mm-hmm. this would have been a terrible character oh yeah absolutely but like yeah. this was endearing and fun yeah. to watch even at the cringe moments yeah he was on Good Times, uh, and I used, to, I used to love that show. So he, uh, yeah, he played that so well, and um, and I think it really does come out in the scenes where he's having heart to hearts with Eddie Murphy before he finds all you know the royalty stuff out. Yeah. He's like, you know, one day you could work, you one day this could be that's, your life and stuff. You know, I think that's why I'm a little annoyed that we didn't know a little more about like. Lisa, or even mm-hmm. why she and Akeem sure. bonded so much. Yeah. They kind of bonded over nothing. Yeah. And that's kind of like my big pet peeve with rom-coms. Mm-hmm. It's like, if, if everybody just got together with people because they're nice, everyone would be yeah. wiped up by, like, I don't know, like 20. Like, well, maybe that's the way it was in the 80s. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But it's like, but like we had that, uh, we understood uh, Cleo's background because... Mm-hmm. He worked his way up. Yeah. We understood. We were just saying something else that was like a throwaway line that better juxtapose things or not juxtapose, but like contextualize things. It's like they did a good job in some ways yeah. of like showing why the characters are the way they are, what their point of view is. But again, it, we did not know much about Lisa and we did not know much about why Eddie Murphy was like this deep soul mm-hmm. that wanted like yeah. a real connection. Like it's mm-hmm. just like, the writers had it in them, yeah. but they missed the mark on a few. But you moments. know what? I don't blame them because I've seen a lot of comedies from this era. Mm. Holy shit! Like, it's just let's do this thing. Why? Let's just do it. Let's. I don't know. Yeah, let's just I think let that it was happen. Old you know, storytelling. It is yeah. even sitcom storytelling. Yeah. Like to go to a different medium, television. There's a reason oh, why. God. We've been in this golden age of television. Maybe we're out of it by now. But mm-hmm. there's a reason why that stuff took off because mm-hmm. it was more compelling, more right people being nuanced and having points yeah. of views. So. I, I think, yeah, because I feel like a story like this could have been like a TV show. Like... Oh, and and fleshed TV it out, show. like oh my god, and like fleshed it out. Maybe like not like a whole bunch of seasons, but like three seasons or whatever. Yeah. And like, and then him worrying about when his dad comes, and then having to like pretend yeah. and yeah. But I f- I feel like people. This movie was short though. It was it was a pretty. Sh- it was relatively short. It was um, an hour and a half at least. Hour more. and a half, but oh, okay. but I'm saying <laughs> like there's so many movies like this and yeah. would probably cover all those things, but it would be like two hours right. or so. Because I've been seeing comedies lately, and it's been like two hours. I've been seeing like 
blockbusters that are like three hours now. It right. So crazy because I I feel like there is this need to like flesh out everything and so I think maybe their mentality was like let's just get this out there. They could have, uh, but they yeah. could have exchanged yeah exchanged all the extra characters they played mm-hmm. that didn't yeah. really enhance the plot. Exactly. Like yeah. I will throw that out there. Yeah. Like well. Yeah. Yeah. They had the time. Yeah. They just choose chose not to use it wisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, so I guess we're towards the ending now. Um, mm-hmm. Were you surprised by the ending uh, no. where she came back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, especially like when halfway through, I'm like, yep, this is definitely a rom-com, not just a comedy that happens to have romance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to end happily. Yeah. Like, especially in the eighties nowadays, you don't know there could be a surprise ending because mm-hmm. audiences are wise and they've seen yeah. it all. But for 1988, I was like, so they're going to get married. She's going to be the next queen, right? Yeah, like, it was, right. wasn't even a question in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. you could see him come come back to Africa and be a little bit defeated. Yeah. And um, and then, yeah, that joyful uh, time where he does see, you know, mm-hmm. uh, his queen. But I think, uh, I think it was... I, I liked it. I, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. I yeah. don't know okay. if it's yeah. my favorite, but I would want to see it again because there was a few things that did stand mm-hmm. out that were, seemed like throwaway jokes. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, when they were all at the... Was it a basketball game that they were at? Or yes. was it hockey? Okay. Basketball. basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were on a double date, and they had the four of them, mm-hmm. and Lisa's sister was oh, doing right. naughty, naughty stuff that. underneath Eddie Murphy's uh, jacket. And when they panned out, there was actually the, the the row of seats that they had were not four; it was five. There was mm-hmm. five seats in that section, and there was like a kid, maybe not like an eight year old kid, but like a twelve to eighteen year old, just sitting there next mm-hmm. to the woman oh, that was that like so pleasuring weird. Eddie Murphy. And it I didn't even is, think about that. Yeah, it, it, like it stood out to me for a few reasons. Like I, I'm always a devil in the details person, but sometimes you need to like watch comedies especially a few mm-hmm. times to like take in some like hidden stuff but i'm like that's yeah. just so awkward that there was like a young dude sitting by himself mm-hmm. at a game yeah. next to a double date that's already kind of funny visually anyway yeah. but then this inappropriate thing is happening but it also felt very real because did i ever tell you about the first time i saw the Foo fighters no we're gonna go on a tangent okay. but it's really worth it okay. it's really worth it I'm it's scared. like the best concert story i ever had okay okay so I was at the Foo Fighters at the Pepsi Center in Denver with four of my friends and uh, Cage the Elephant opened for them. And after they were done, half the party went to go do whatever. And, and me and my friend Phil stood back and like held down the fort. And this woman had walked in in the middle of Cage the Elephant and she's very nondescript. This is important. Just wearing like a North Face, sorry, North Face fleece you know, whatever khaki pants, mm-hmm. nothing like crazy. She comes in with two guys, very nondescript guys. And Phil and I were talking about how cage the elephant wasn't that good yeah. actually live. I don't know if they've gotten better or not, yeah. but they, it was not a good show and Twitter was a buzz about it. And we were looking it up and she overheard us and she like whips her head around. She's like, what did you just say? And like, I'm still, I'm a little younger at this point, so I'm still very East Coast. And I'm like, that Cage the Elephant sucked. Like, no diplomacy. And she's like, that wasn't Cage the Elephant. And I was like, 
I didn't know they were a new band at the time. So I was yeah, like, uh, yeah. maybe we're wrong. Like Twitter sure. doesn't seem to think we're wrong, but who did you think that was? And she's like, that was the Foo Fighters. And we're like, I promise you that was not oh the Foo Fighters. <laughs> and she's like, and she immediately backed down. Instead of doubling down, she's like, are you sure? Really? And we were like, yeah, that was not Dave Grohl, Pat Smear, Taylor Hawkins. That was not any of them. I any promise you. Any of them, no. And then I forgot right before she did this, she happened to have 3D glasses and okay. like you're us and like, you know, I'm her and she starts, she's sitting in front of us and she starts waving these glasses, like trying to like signal and give them the glass, give us the glasses. And finally we're like, they're not ours. What are you doing? And she's like, what? oh, I know. But if you put them on, you can see life in 3D. <laughs> What? And so, and so we already think we have crazy o'clock sitting in front of us, right? And again, she's dressed very nondescript. Was she wearing 3D glasses? No, we don't even know where they came from. We don't even know. Like, she just She probably had them from a theater or something? Or Or found them on the floor? I don't know. So, Foo Fighters, the real Foo Fighters, not Cage the Elephant (laughs) Foo Fighters, takes the stage. Everyone's having a grand old time. My whole party's back. And then my friend uh, next to me who was not there for any of this, but apparently she did the same stuff to them. Okay. We were like walking around. Okay. So, so we're like, okay. So my friend next to me is like trying to, but they're playing really loud and he's trying to say something to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? Okay. And, and I'm like, what, what? He, I thought he said, she has silver pants. She has silver pants. And I'm thinking, that's not that novel, especially yeah. for a concert. But I could have sworn came in wearing khakis but i crouched down like a moron to get a better look at her pants and then a burst of light from the foo fighters stage comes mm-hmm. up and illuminates the fact that she's not wearing pants <laughs> she dropped trowel in the middle of a foo fighters concert and the best part about it there's a few and she's better. wearing a fleece <laughs> yes. oh my god <laughs> about like it's important like the visuals of this are really important because again and she's wearing khakis she dropped khakis so this is not someone you're thinking oh here's a rebel coming in in her north base fleece and khaki it's like no she but that's the woman who's getting bottomless at a food fighter show and she's just singing along i'm not the kind of lady that would drop trial in public like that but i would like to think that if i were i would be a ham about it Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like own it. But she was just kind of like, don't want to be your monkey. Like just very like bebopping in a very normal way. Her two guy friends are ignoring her, like it, which makes me think that this happens all the time or like they're like, oh, par for the course. Jenna's being crazy or whatever the fuck her name is. But then, so we're all crying because this is just, and I've, been, I've seen a girl arrested in a bra at Red Rocks. Like I've yeah, seen it all, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's like, this is just a special breed of, yeah. WTF at a concert because of all the elements that have built up to this. And we're all laughing like schoolgirls because it's just funny. It's just right. funny. And then I look over and next to my friend Phil, who, you know, was my partner in crime for this whole mm-hmm. crazy shenanigans. Next to him is a dad with two kids, like two middle aged, middle school aged kids. And like, he's just like, he's, she's almost in his line of fire and she, he's trying to be a gentleman and just awkwardly like positioning yeah. himself away so he cannot like you know do anything and like see the 
half naked lady and blah blah blah. And he has like two middle schoolers with him. And eventually, like so that's why that's why this scene stood out to me because I'm like, oh, inappropriate things happen yeah. at public venues in front of minors or barely oh. legal young adults all the time. And the best part, just to wrap up the story, is we are all expecting the shirt to come off, and it did not. Wow. The pants eventually came back on. I borderline felt like I did not see the Foo Fighters because I was just watching her like oh. hawk and laughing the whole time. So I had to go back and see them, which was great because it was their broken leg tour. So now I've seen the Foo Fighters in its entirety yeah. without like a half-naked lady in front of me. But despite the fact that the pants did come back up, as we're leaving... We're at like a like kind of like the club level, mm-hmm. and um, she turns to us and says, "Have you seen my bra?" <laughs> and we're all did, like, "No, we have not I, seen your bra." We were watching you like a hawk. Like, how did how did your bra come off? We yeah, seen that. But apparently, she really did take it off because then what happened was, the people right in front of her, are like, "Oh, sweetie, you took it off and you threw it over the oh. ledge." I don't know how we missed this. But they have it, and all of a sudden, these people threw back up the bra. Oh, my God. Okay. And then she turned to my friend Chris and was like, I knew I wasn't wearing a bra because I was kind of flabby and, like, motioned uh, towards her boobs being flabby. So I rode home with him on the train, actually, and we were crying, laughing the entire time. And it's like, the more I think about this, the more I'm shocked that this happened. And because it was just... There was she didn't get removed. She didn't yeah. make a bigger scene besides apparently she took off her bra and we all missed it. Like it was just the most anticlimactic climactic yeah. concert story. Just like casually crazy. Like yes. just like subtly like I'm not gonna make a big big deal out about it, but I'm gonna this get is naked. Just who I am. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna do the three D glasses I thing. Thought, and that's the thing, because there was so much buildup, I thought because Dave Grohl has a tremendously great sense of humor. Oh yeah, for sure. The whole band does. Half mm-hmm. their videos are comedy videos. Yeah. You know? So like I'm like, are we on a hidden prank show? Oh. Because like I, this is sure. so like escalating in the weirdest of ways. There's been seeds that have planted that maybe not all is right in Whoville. Mm-hmm. I so I could understand some of this behavior. In a pit situation, but with actual seats, it's, yeah, it's in seats. Right. like that's the weirdest yes. thing too. Is that it's not that like stadium. yeah? Because like okay, you're in the pit. Who fucking cares? Let's go. Yeah, Let's people do go this. nuts. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. Do all kinds of crazy stuff in a mosh pit. Yeah, I used to go to a lot of festivals, and you yeah. know, I would see similar things to that. But it was in the context. It's like, but like to see. Yes. Wait, how old was she? She like, was like. Young professional, okay, maybe thirties, yeah. maybe twenties. Oh I don't know, wow. but it wasn't like a college student. Wow, I couldn't get like a sense of her age, but she didn't seem too old or too young. It was That's, just yeah, it was a choice. I, she was making right. a choice because I because like in the story, I was like either she's really young no. or like in her sixties or something. Right, because like, I've seen like at Joan yeah. Jett, there was like a woman that was like dancing like that expression, like no one's watching mm-hmm. for hours, you know? And like one of my friends was like poking fun of her, but I was like, Oh, I, I think it's adorable. Yeah. She's not hurting anyone, yeah. but it was, she was making a scene though. I get why yeah. my friend was also like, okay. Like, you know, well, you're making it about yourself. You're drawing right. a lot of attention while people are trying to But it was to, also like... an outdoor show oh, with okay. you bring your lawn chairs type thing. Oh, okay. You know, it's like a real venue, but it's also a DIY venue, Hudson Gardens mm-hmm. in Littleton, Colorado. So like, 
She's just off to the side dancing because that's the thing. People at least when they're older too, yeah. you know, or reclaim their youth in awkward, yeah. weird ways. And yeah, no, but this was oh, just, so uh, just a basic young professional. Wow. That's not, um, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and those kids, I mean, because I feel like I've been in plenty of those situations when I, I've, when I was a kid mm. as well. I mean, especially since my parents, we used to go to Las Vegas so much. Oh, okay. Um, we used to, I used to be a magnet for like drunk people and stuff. So yeah, definitely inappropriate things. Uh, I I still am actually. Um, but I, uh, but yeah, poor kids, (laughs) but that's such a funny detail to find in the movie. Uh, and which makes me wonder what other details there might be that are little, not like throwaway jokes, but kind of throwaway jokes just because like, that was a choice yeah. that I think they made. Let's put this extra. Mm-hmm. The youngest. Right. And he was kind of nerdy. I think he had glasses. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Like, I think let's I'm put starting this to next remember. to the double yeah. date. Like, there's something yeah. about that that I'm like, that was a choice. Yeah. And I think it resonated for me because of this crazy concert mm-hmm. story. I was like, oh, I've been there. I've seen yeah. that. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Know. That is so funny. And I also, another thing about the whole sports thing, um, and I always say this to people um oh your sp- oh this, your sports yeah. uh your sports club is going to be playing a match tonight <laughs> yes. i hope they win i hope they're victorious and uh, he kind of says the same he's yep. or he says that mm-hmm. and i'm like oh subconsciously i think that's where i got that from like oh that's yeah. funny me and my comedy partner in denver kind of had a joke like that too work because like we showed up uh at a fitness class and I'd never seen her in athletic wear and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I was getting out of the car. I was like, sports, sporting. Wow. We're sporting. Yeah. We're sporting tonight. And it's yes. like stuck. We're like, mm, we're sporters. Oh, we're such sporters. Yeah. It's so fun to bastardize sports right, language, athletics language. Like there's something yeah. about it that's so fun. Yeah. And they I, did a great job of doing that. Yeah, they did. That was very funny. Did you hear about the game, the sports match? <laughs> or not even calling it a game, like a sports match. Um, yeah, I uh, I used to love that. I used to love so that. So good. But yeah. But yeah, uh, any other notes? Um, no, I think all of it we, we hit except for, I mean, we kind of already said it. I just didn't understand why the, the Soul Glow guy acted like he proposed when he didn't. Like that was just yeah. the weirdest I just didn't understand. I don't know if there's more to say about it, but yeah. I really did not get it. And then I love the end credits where you can actually see the actors as their names flash across the screen. Yes. I love that, especially with older movies. It's so beneficial because mm-hmm. do you ever try to IMDB someone from like any movie from 20 plus years ago? It is infuriating because if the actors are still alive, they have updated headshots or like red carpet photos. And you're like, I don't know how they aged. I know how they looked at 18 in 1990. Like what? Like who? I don't know what they look like as a middle aged person. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to figure out like who people are, if you've seen them in other stuff, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. So that's just super helpful that like yeah. they had the visual aids along with the credits. That. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Also, another comedy that I really like, they do that, um, is uh, The Great Outdoors. Oh, I haven't seen um, that one either. Yeah, but they have like a dance. Is that John scene. Candy? Yeah, John okay. Candy and uh, Dan Aykroyd. But like as they're dancing, they show like their names or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I think bring that back. I want to bring, bring it with back. my movies that are eventually going to get made. I just don't know how mm-hmm. I want that for yeah, sure. Cause I think it's just it, yeah. fun for the audience too. When you're sitting mm-hmm. in a theater, even if you don't have like an end coded joke after the credits, I know. which is fine. You don't need to have that. 
it's fun to give them a little something or even like bloopers to a fun song or like yeah just anything that just helps texturize the movie i'm just a big fan because like yeah because i'm not i i think mcu has just done way too much with the end credit scenes i just want something a little fun yeah and then like okay roll Mm -hmm. the rest of the credits we're gonna have all this and yeah Yeah. get out get out and then you you could leave the theater you don't have to stay for the whole thing right right which is an an insane thing that people do all the time yeah like if i missed that i missed that yeah yeah agreed so i just i think it's a good compromise just like this is who i am and this year and this is what i've looked like and it helps you imdb me more accurately (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) but yeah i mean overall i like it not my favorite movie but Mm -hmm. i definitely didn't dislike it and hey it's better than avatar right which oh. is our lowest ranking instead of yeah. one star it's going to be an avatar if we don't so like i it. so yeah i think that's our lowest rated movie so far i, I mean we're early on worse. oh god if it gets well if it gets worse we're turning it off i'm not sitting through another movie like that i'm not like yeah no because i don't even know yeah. if i could reference it that well to have well that length it was so boring that length yeah, yeah. the length part um, but yeah. real fast before we mm-hmm. let you guys go mm-hmm. we did learn this week that people wanted to kill themselves after watching Avatar. Oh God, yes. Uh, we, I, we, we won't. We, we don't want to make a habit out of you yeah. know talking about other movies when we're talking about other movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, update. We um, just we just released that episode too. And yeah. We're gonna release this episode imminently. So. Right, because we watched Coming to America mm-hmm. with uh, my friend Haruka, mm-hmm. and she actually told us this. Where yes. I was like, wait, she what? She saw people? it in the theaters and still wasn't impressed. It's exactly. Which was, she saw it in IMAX, yeah. 3D, everything. She still didn't care. So it, yeah. you're right. The movie sucks right. no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I trust her in movies. Uh, and she was telling me, uh, and you, mm-hmm. that people were like, I'm so sad that I cannot go to uh, Pandora. What's Pandora. Pandora. I'm going to kill myself. Because it's not a real place. God damn it. Like, I get... okay. So, like, maybe even watching a movie where you're like, oh, this was a different time or something that was on Earth. Oh, I can't yeah. live in Paris in the 1890s. I'm going to kill myself. Like, I can understand that. That's, oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. But this is like... Uh, that's like saying you're never you know going to go to Narnia or you're never going to go to... Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, there's so many places. So many great fictional places that are not pandora and also i feel like if you go deep into the amazon you can probably see something remarkably it's, similar yeah there are still rainforests the they're being like devastated but they still exist technically yeah. still so just travel guys don't get i know seriously and you can probably see way be- more beautiful things and real things there's beautiful things everywhere that's what that like, aren't computer crazy. animated yeah. yeah like i remember driving through utah which looks like you're on another planet yeah I couldn't believe to, that we were still yeah. on Earth when I drove through you and parts of Arizona. Just right. of the rock formations and like just how vast Any, it is. And, anywhere uh, I've gone, pretty much, yeah. I'm like amazed with. And please don't. Like if hey, you, you want to kill what? yourself because you saw Avatar, I get it. But that shouldn't be a reason. Yeah. It should be because it was bad. <laughs> right. Which trust is, me, I'm with you, brothers and sisters. I was close. I was, yeah. I was close. So, yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah, that was an addition to yeah. our Avatar watching. Yeah. But yeah. So, but I anyways, guess on that note, back to coming to America. So yeah, it's like it's somewhere in the middle for me. With okay, good, good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think 
Yeah, and I, I, I'm same with it. Uh, there are things, yeah, that, that I would have fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since all the other characters were fleshed out. And yeah, yeah they could have let the women. Um, I did like the queen. Uh, I did like the queen's role. Like when she was finally stood up James Earl oh, Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like, hey, let him just have this one thing. Right, you know? right. Like I thought that was cute. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And I think good. I would yeah. like it more upon a rewatch because I... Now that I know the plot and I'm acclimated, I mm-hmm. could probably catch more things and yeah. just appreciate it for what it is, too. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes first watches are hard for me. I either love mm-hmm. it or I'm like hypercritical because yeah. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. If A movie like this, like if I haven't yeah. seen something and it's been out in culture, I'm like almost rebellious about right. it. I'm like, well, what, what am I watching? I'm going to be too hyper plugged into mm-hmm. all the details. Yeah. So. But I think also we're getting used to watching movies like this. I don't know if I've ever watched movie movies as intently as I, I right, watch. Right, right. Because it's not a casual this, watch. Yeah. We're trying to look out for like what to like, talk about and stuff. Yeah. We're taking notes. So. I know. I never usually take yeah. notes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What? I thought we were cool. <laughs> uh, anyways. Okay. Yeah. But that was our review. What did that you guys think? Review. What did you guys think? Next week we're going to be watching She's All That. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm Lauren Donovan. You can find me at Bolerosaurus Rex pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm Clark Kanez. And you can find me. Just search Clark Kanez on any mm-hmm. social media. I don't put anything private. Uh, open yeah. book. This open man book. is an open book. Open Except book. he doesn't post on TikTok, but he has a TikTok. I'm, <laughs> I'm still look. I'm looking yeah. into it. Yep. I don't. Is there a clock involved? What's going? On? Okay. Anyways, I feel. App. I feel. I feel like a grandpa when I go on there. Frankly, so. I did too um, until yeah. uh, TikTok started thinking I'm Gen X, which I'm not. I'm younger than that, but uh, I, I feel less old now that I see oh, older okay. people on there. Yeah. That's what you need to do. I like yeah. music from the Gen X era, so I think that's okay, part yeah. of it. Um, TikTok's yeah. like, we know you. But yeah, yeah, also follow us on TikTok. We have that. Let's mm-hmm. finally watch it mm-hmm. as well as YouTube and all the places podcasts yes. are found. Spotify and yeah. all those ones, you know. Absolutely. So watch mm-hmm. She's All That because that is up next and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.